Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. here we are watchman inc podcast and as i say here we are it's it's been a little bit uh you know not because like i said if we could honestly go live every day and just talk for a few hours you know the way we've done this throughout this whole time of us connecting bro it it would be definitely a lot easier because you could just talk about everything all day every day because that's what we've been doing and that's why this stuff takes time to you know break down and just kind of even as the world goes on we can't just stay in the rabbit hole all day we got to go to jobs or have different seasons of life come upon us and you know with family friends all this so you know we've both been in just a crazy busy season of life me with the kids and with you know some family stuff going on without putting that out you know on the air just definitely keep me my family in your prayers it's been a it's been quite the mountain to climb up and you know that time on the boat where the storm is brewing and you're like oh my god i, I feel like i'm gonna die that's how all the, the, the disciples felt because just couldn't really wet couldn't see the 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 daylight you know the before you know among the storm and jesus is just down below carrying us through so you know he's been carrying me through with it and i appreciate everyone's love and support while we've had this little break and like i said we really love doing this and it's definitely not because we haven't wanted to so just wanted to put that out there because it has been a little bit but you know the man of the hour joining me as always t mac how are we What's doing tonight, up, brother? Oh, it feels good to be back. I'm feeling oh, great, man. you know. Oh, man. You know, like you said, it's hard to coordinate things as adult lives. and With children. So anytime we get case. to do it, yeah, it feels good to be able to yeah. get it, back it, in the hot seat. That's what we're we're in the DeLorean, baby. We're gonna we're gonna transcend some time. That's what that's that's the whole name of the game here is uh traveling through time because even though we're in the year 2023, about to get into the already 2024, which is we're already dude, into election insane. year it's cycle. The middle like, of November. Dude, I'm obviously everybody tells you this when you're a kid, you know, and you're it's in high school shit, and you right. think like you just think, oh my God, the days are just dragging on. And they're like, <laughs> because you're going to school every day it's like yeah this programming you're like loving because you know you you, education is good we at the watchman inc we love education obviously that's part of time traveling is studying history i mean if i was to become a teacher in the public system i probably would be a history teacher because i'm so fascinated by it and not Not that yeah oh definitely be i bet definitely the history teacher football coach definitely that would be me basketball baseball all of this. see that was my life growing up was the sports and then i knew that school was important and i knew that you know i would we grew up in a time where school was a lot different too yes the public school system has always had its things which you know every parent that's especially a christian bible believing parent would be like yeah, should we send our kids to public school? I mean, we're talking to a homeschooler right here, Mister Home. You were homeschooled. Oh, I was going to say, dude. I remember when I finally went to like public school in seventh grade. They were doing the sexual education. Well, my parents <laughs> wrote us to beat me and one other buddy, thankfully, because like they didn't like the content. We got oh, excused. We had to go to the library every day when they were doing the sexual education. Oh, so we awesome. had to lit up. Well, we had to get up in the middle of the kids, class. Yeah, it's embarrassing the in seventh oh, grade. It's like, oh, oh yeah, can't like stay for sex ed, so gotta go to the library and like pretend to read a book. We just goofed off for an hour, basically. So that's why it's awesome because who wants to sit there and listen to a weird public teacher teach a kid oh, no, about looking sex? Back, I'm like, yeah, yeah now, yeah. When as a kid, you don't understand kid, what your parents yeah, are. Yeah, you don't sure. understand what your your job and your duty is as a parent. No, I'm saying oh now, but that, yeah, it's like 
kids want to fit in the in the norm. So when you're that yes. kid that's being singled out, even the kid that gets in trouble and goes to the principal's office, who, <laughs> you know, all the kids point and laugh and like single you out. That doesn't feel good because it's like the spotlight's on you in like a way that's negative in the like eyes of what's going on, you know. So even the but teacher's also- probably like. You know, in the back of their mind, like thinking, yeah. "Oh, these crazy parents like want want their kids to learn oh, about for sex." Sure. You know, like I don't. For I know sure. some people that are teachers, and I hope to God that they, you know, don't go with the just narrative that's being pushed. But that's why, you know, we'll get in. This isn't even what I wanted to get into. What we wanted to get into tonight. But like I said, we're just kind of off the riff tonight because we have been away for a bit, and there's just been so much going on. And this is obviously a huge issue in America. Like the fact that we're the most powerful quote quote powerful nation in the world. And we're like fifth, sixth, 13th. Now it used to be like, even when I was a kid, we weren't like number one, you know, and like oh, education. I think we're like forties, dude. It's sad. That's ridiculous. We have so many resources and so many leaders who care about the youth and so many political movements and parties that say they care about the youth when we're just, we're literally being like the Bible and we're just putting them. We're put. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're putting them through the fire. Like God said, don't do this to your children. Don't put your children through the fire. And that doesn't, that means obviously physically because they were sacrificing children, their children to Moloch. Well, that went dark fast, but (laughs) it's talking about the trials, the trials and the fires of life. You know, like if you can, that's what a parent, you know, a good parent, at least you're going to always, your goal in mind is to like, how can I make your life better than mine was growing up? Not like that. I didn't have a good life. It's just, how can I make it easier? What the, what are the things I learned from being a kid and from my parents, you know, and things I want to do and not want to, you know, it's like, we want to make this route as easy as possible on our children to learn and succeed in life and society. And that means getting real with them, like really fast because, you know, they talk about how everything takes a long time to grow and, you know, develop and all that in this quote, scientific evidence of evolution but then when i watch my children i mean my seven month old now is already standing ready to walk around like she is she is adamant about like just progressing immediately you know what i mean like it's crazy to watch babies and how they grow up and how they you know just are progressing so fast then my son too you know like the things that they just start naturally catching on and it's all the same it's like i just went through with my son i'm going through my daughter and like to say everything is doesn't have perfect like harmony to it like just life in general like it all is perfect the way it's it it happens and is done you see the evidence in the children and that's how you really can see god because these things are just these innocent little creatures but they're like things that you have to instruct immediately like my son is already at two years old testing testing me in ways i would never think that a small human that i give ice cream cookies and candies and food and all the good stuff toys would ever think to want to test me and like so see why is that why why is it that in human nature we're just always wanting to test you know what what we know to be good you know my my son knows i'm good he knows i love him you know like and that's crazy he even understands that at such a young age too so see we're we're kind of in a point in America that we've babied down children and kids so much that now look at them like when they're 20 years old, like, well, you know, I don't blame people now, but kids are well, still with their parents and they're 30 years old. Now because if you do as a parent, you know, you, you, they can report you and call you for, you know, Dude. abuse and what DHS comes and take your kids or Dude, it's kind of, it's tough to raise a kid now too because like i said they do get tested from the outflight outside influences from society and then television phones yeah and it's just like you said it is that kind of like you know you just have to get real what's the flesh really they're still born born yeah see born into iniquity not because babies are evil or my kids even know what sin is but because they're flesh Always yes. is testing the the the, the goodness of and what I'm trying to do and teach them. And what did we do in the garden with Adam and Eve? They didn't have to be babies, but in their minds they were babies because they hadn't experienced what wrong and right was. They were innocent. They were innocent, exactly. And then they ate the fruit because they fell to the temptation of the flesh. Because what did Satan say? He said, It's good for you to eat. And she goes, Oh yeah, it makes sense that like it would be good because everything else is good. So see that temptation which came from the, an evil spirit. To an God innocent, said, don't eat yeah, it. Yeah, he said, don't touch it. And she 
of course, you know, her, her innocence. That's why we love women. But, you know, this is why the snake went to the woman. If she would, if the snake would have went to the man, he probably would be like, what? Um, let me talk to God first. Pro you know, and it's because we're created different. And so that's gets back right into what's happening in our schools. Like to teach children that there's not a distinct difference between male and female is absolute insanity that that's something I'm going to have to like think about as a parent to tell my son, like if you're in, uh, hanging around people and they start talking about this crap, like gender fluidity and uh, like you just turn around and you leave because it's, it's, it's a, it's a dangerous thing to start putting into the minds of children, let alone society. Well, yes, you know, and it's, we don't judge and we don't judge these people that are caught because it's happening no, it in the place that you, the education yes, we hold the education, the, the people that are pushing it, the, the government, the ones that are writing the bills, the ones that are given the checks, they are the ones pushing the agenda. And all this stems back to some, we could get super dark on the school stuff if we want to right now, because all the sex education and all this nasty, you know, fight that we're in right now as Christian parents or parents that don't like, it doesn't matter whether you're Christian, you should just know that's wrong to sexualize children. Like you should know this. This is something we in well, society people have, do know it. It's not that about that. It's well, they're allowing the, the parents are taking their kid to these drag shows. Dude, no, kid, kids are getting way more sexualized, dude. Back even well, in our they day. Are. They but would, the parents know it's just like. They're choosing to, to let society raise their children. Well, they're a lot not, of people don't have the money, though, to send their kids other than public school. So, like, unfortunately, you know what I mean? It's like. It's not even about, I went to public school, but I'm talking the, it's the parents job. See, that's, that's, what's wrong is the parents are not taking initiative to look into things. They're the ones with the information. They're the ones that pay the bills. They're the ones that should be looking into what their government's doing and pushing. And they don't because they just blindly trust it. Just like with the healthcare industry and how it's affected my family here recently, people just blindly trust the doctors. Oh, they oh, yes. know everything. Majority of people will. I just saw something that is like, maybe 20%, which I don't think is correct, of the population, like, truly use critical thinking. So it's like... I, I mean, we've got the minds of goldfish right now. Can well, barely... it's like 20, you know, it might be around 20%, but that's just crazy to think that 80%, like, don't really critically think on things. That just seems like a high number, but even if it was 50-50, it's kind of crazy to think like 50% don't like critically think about what they're going to do or what they hear or say. And it's like, really? They just kind of like take it in. It's kind of, I don't know. I'm not a skeptic per se, but it's just like critically thinking is different than like being skeptical about everything. You don't want to be jaded about everything. No. Yeah. There, the truth exists. See, that's the point to as a, as a human and looking at yourself in the mirror, the truth is, is that, yeah, we're no good in the sense of like the, the standard that God has said that is good. You have to look in the mirror and you have to say, you know what? I've done some mess of things. I have sin. I need God and I need him to make me new and make me whole because without him, my flesh just wants to keep making me fall into these temptations. And that ultimately comes from a spirit, which is Satan. And that spirit is running heavily on the earth right now. Like it always has. That's what we're trying to teach you through this podcast is that like society is, is seems like it's headed to this new age and this new, like profound place with technology and all this stuff. But it, it's been the plan since the beginning. It was never the new plan is nothing but the old plan that we will be God, that we have Christ's consciousness within us. We don't need the Bible. We don't need the word of God to instruct us on how to live life. We should know how to create peace and tranquility amongst us and nature. Like that's, what's coming the, the, the agenda of peace. And what did Jesus say? When those who start screaming peace on earth, sudden destruction shall follow. So Jesus is the one that's trying to reveal the old plan always and the old plan was always for jesus to come and do what he did because that's the consequence of free will so this war is hard to understand at times because you do kind of sit there as a human not knowing like the full spiritual side of everything occurring you know in life because we're not aware of that but when you understand it and when you look at the bible and how it's actually trying to teach you a lot of that it makes you look at everything in life a little bit more skeptically and you do want to see 
the origin of things. And you don't just, that's that critical thinking that Taylor's talking about. Like people that read the Bible and really are Christian, we're some of the most critical thinking people there are because you're, we're trying to find evidence and things that can back up what we're like making claim to be like part of our life and existence every single day. Like it would be foolish to just say, oh yeah, I accepted Jesus and now I'm just going to walk around and keep doing whatever I was doing. Like that's not right. the fruit of a person. Well, and even if you change the way you're living, it's like just to, to even like dive in more to the Bible. It's like, you that's really how do, you get to know God, really. That's where your like, heart is. Yeah, that's where his word yeah. is written, is on your heart. Why was David saved? Not because he was a good man. I mean, the dude had a dude murdered for screwing his wife and got her pregnant. Like, David, King David, he's going <laughs> to rule with Jesus. Like, let's be, be real here. Was he a good man? No. But he, he was, was a man. A man after God's heart. A man well, with yes. a heart for God. See, God seen his heart and said, David, I know you fell into some really bad stuff right there, and you're going to get punished. I mean, the baby ended up dying, and David fasted oh, yeah. that entire time. The baby was uh, uh, sick and going to die because he knew it was coming, but he was in, in mourning, and then the baby dies. This is kind of a crazy story to just show David's mindset, too. And then the baby dies, oh, and he tells sure. the servants, yeah, he's like, get me some food and water. They're like, but we just told you the child's dead. Now he goes, well, yeah. So what am I going to do about it? It's time to move on. Like my time of mourning is over because it's like, God has punished me. Like he, I really feel like I'm a changed man because of this, but what did God take away from him? He took the ability to build the temple. So he took that away because of that sin and others, you know, David was, David has some blood on his hand. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> not well, like that's not, why not, he ultimately because yeah, like he was a man of battle and god oh, yeah. you know, like didn't pick him to build no him, but he so. picked his son solomon who now this can transition perfectly right into which is really, kind of crazy because it's like king david was like the best like king for god you know came from jesus came from and then solomon who was the wisest man you know like was the wasn't worst. A great he wasn't a great king really he, at the beginning because yes he had god favor with god but see this is before the blood of christ where you had to atone for your sins and you couldn't just like keep doing these sins and have favor with god and god told solomon the the one <laughs> it's usually just one thing that god tells these major like these at these major points of history or time even in the beginning in the garden it's usually just one major thing and that's don't go off and, and worship other idols or don't go off oh, after yeah. other gods. Like commandment number one, like, please just don't do that. I know everything else you're going to have a really hard time with, but please just don't do that. And and I will keep favor with you. What does he go and easy do? He, he builds the temple with Hiram of Biff, who's from Tyria or something like that. And he's a master builder. And then all of a sudden he's bringing his philosophy and this like, grand architecture like how to build mm -hmm. structures and buildings and like because nobody jewish could do that i was actually just watching something on this and it's kind of interesting that it's like just you know popping up but that's see that's part of the thing we're always searching for the truth in the history of how things have come to where they're at today where you know all of israel is being attacked by the middle east just kind of like it says in the will be you know like we want to understand how these things have come to be and you have to understand history in order to understand the future i always say this the past proves the future like what we're seeing in the future not because we know the future but god gave us the future through the revelation he clearly is in the business of revealing, but sometimes you got to dig in the past to see the future. You have to see the roots of things. And so when you go back and you start looking into King Solomon, that makes all the new age stuff start sounding like, whoa, this actually isn't that new. Cause even Solomon, what he was getting wasn't new for, it was just new to him. Cause he's, you know, he's the King of, you know, Israel and, and he's, you know, not participating in all of these rituals and these, quote you know teachings of the mysteries that are happening like with all the nations and tribes that god pretty much said do not let them in for a reason and yeah. here we go here goes solomon mast uh messing with demonic rituals and stuff solomon seal the magus that's what they call him is the magus the like yeah. master magician well he got married to a bunch of you know ladies that were from different countries and they all brought their own basically religious practice and he basically built temples for all of his wives and it's like can you imagine there you go the mystery religion just going into the it's like 
there was Egypt. That was a huge branch. Like the Babylonians were around. That's another one. The Assyrians were around at that time. I don't know if they had like what their specific religion was, but like, it's just the intermingling kind of thing. And if you think about Hiram Abiff, you know, like who knows the legitimacy of that story? Yeah, probably no. not true, but like if the well, he was a built, he was a great builder. I mean, he well, built know, the, yeah, he helped build the, the temple. Freemasons basically think that they built the temple of God. Like that's kind of a crazy like thing to like be because he's like basically the project manager that helped build you know God's temple, the first one. Like that's kind of crazy. So if they date that lineage all the way back there, that's like, that's going to kind of confuse people. It makes them seem legit. You know what I mean? It adds, but it's oh, like, yeah. well, that's why, that's why this, that's what Satan does. That's why you have to understand who they worship mm -hmm. at the highest degree. And even most of the inner lodge members of Freemasonry, Illuminati, whatever it is, these entry levels or these, you know, like you just want to be part of Don't get past the third degree. Yeah, because most of them, because like you said, we we've exposed this before in, in Freemasonry and all these these mystery religions or these secret societies. Most of them, you can't be like uh, atheist. Like they they don't they don't let no, you people have to that believe don't, in a higher power. You have to believe in a higher power. So when people say, "Oh, it's just a group of men that want to do good things for the community," it's like, but it's a religious organization because they literally will not let you join if you're a confirmed atheist or a person of no belief. Like it's not allowed. They ask. That's like the first requirement. So who's that's well, going? This, that's what's crazy because it's technically a you know it's a, it's a fraternity. Tie. Yeah, yeah. And so like, and most guys are joining like it because they were freaking in there. The fraternity. So that's kind of just weird to start because it's like you well, have because they they got probably influenced power. in it in in college, dude. Why do you think they got that stuff immediately into the colleges and the the Greek system and stuff like? It's all conditioning. It's all well, to get people yeah. to to accept this as part of society, like to make little groups of people. It's not what you know, it's who you know. How many times have you heard that in life, you know? And well, it really is true. Of, it really yeah, is true. It's like basically they're even through the you know, stuff that they do in the fraternities, it's like it's all just a testing ground to kind of see how far you're willing to go and you know, the ones who have no morals and are willing to do anything, they're the ones that progress through these ranks. Cause it's like, there's only a certain few people that would do like horrible things. You know, some will do some things to progress, but others are, you know, willing to do a lot more. And those people are the ones that progress through the mystery religion. And that takes a long time to decipher through who's telling the truth about the mystery religion and who's not. Like, there's been a lot of people that I feel like were sent out by the Masons to start to taking people off the trail of people that really were in it. And oh, there's like, plants. For Jack sure. Harris. Look up a guy named Jack Harris. He was a he did it for like 12 years or something like that and initiated people in. And he goes and does the. I've, I have exposed a little bit of it on my um on my Instagram, but yeah, his name's Jack Harris and he comes out and he talks about all the rituals so that you can kind of see like, and he obviously can't even show all of them because some of them require blood and you know, he can't do that on right. TV and have much more dark and sinister things. And so even me just going through the fraternal system, like the fraternity system and like not having any idea what I was getting into or understanding what I did. So hence, you know, getting into a coffin and then being probably attached with some nasty spirit before I got saved literally the next summer. And it was kind of interesting because after I did that, I was the most depressed and I just like everything was going wrong in my life. And I believed in God, but I never accepted right. Jesus as like the God and savior of me. I just thought if I was a good person that I was going to heaven. See, that's another lie. Yeah, the most believe. common thing by even Christians. They're like, oh, if I'm good, then it's good. And it's like, but you need to understand that we're not good. Like God says well, that. That's, that's the thing. It's, it's like. Yes. One sin, we, one sin. That's even if you're a great person, one sin, you're, you've committed them all and you're, you're done and in you're God's eyes. you're not a great eyes. person it's, either. It's like, no. hey, you're trying your best. Let's just, just stick with that. When God even, when, when God, Jesus, when the, when they said you're good and he goes, why do you call me good? Like, do you understand why you call me good? Because yes. to understand what calling somebody good means that they're perfect in his eyes. So he goes, why do you call me good? Because you know that only God is good. Yeah, rich young ruler.
Yep, the rich young ruler. And what was the rich young ruler? A man who kept the law perfectly because Jesus said, don't do this. You don't do that. You don't do that. And he goes, since I was a young boy, I've never done none of those things. Yep. And then so Jesus said, (laughs) all right, sell everything you have. You've done well. He goes, good job, servant. He goes, but now I have one more requirement from you because he knew his heart. See, so he's going to say, yeah. With with following me, there's no place to lay your head. There is no place to call home. There is no like like security about like what you do and where you go to every day. You will be on the run with me. Like, are you ready to truly follow me and leave the world? That's pretty much what he asked them. But he said, yeah, sell all your possessions and follow me that, without like going that deep into it. But that's what he meant. Like, are you ready to give up everything, like everything for me? Not just the good stuff that you are able to do with your body and the things that you profess in front of men, but truly, are you ready to give up your life? Like, are you ready to give up what you know as life to follow me? And what did the rich man do? He got sad and shook his head and walked away. And Jesus like, see, you're, you're actually as worse well, as the said, person that came in. He was sad to do it. He couldn't do it because he had a lot of, like, basically stuff that he would have had to give away, and he couldn't do it. And it's like, well, all I think that's sudden, when he, yeah. He became a liar, a thief, a murderer, <laughs> all those stuff that he says he hadn't done in Jesus' eyes. Jesus said, but you have, because right now you're about to deny the truth, that you're prideful and that you well, really was, don't care that what I'm doing. You just he care was about being what, asked to be like a, a disciple, like yeah, oh, yeah. Oliver type of thing, you know, because he's like, he could still be a believer, but to like, it's kind of crazy it's like to be a true like disciple yeah to preach like the gospel type of well if you think about like 12 people following jesus around for you know three years of his ministry or close to like what a crazy Dude, like the- time that would be to be following like jesus lasted three years in ministry before he was killed yeah, started it's, preaching at thirty and was dead at thirty three. You know, and like, it's interesting that the word the number three is such a, you know. And I've told people on my Instagram before, you know, with having stuff from the Lord, and when you understand the Lord on a spiritual level, there's a book called Numbers in, in the Bible. So if the numbers weren't important or didn't have spiritual <laughs> meaning, I don't think God would have dedicated an entire book in the Old Testament to numbers. So let's just get that straight. So when people are like, yeah, just anybody can do anything with numbers, it's like, no, you just keep it simple with God, like with God, one, two, three, A, B, C. You know what I mean? If I start having to go one, two, minus six, 40, you know, like mm-hmm. now you're getting out of the realm of you're just trying to make connections where there's connection. But the one, two, three, Jesus, the, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the three, the things that have existed throughout all time, the three things that, you know, it just goes back to Jesus. He only needed three years to complete the mission of, of saving all of humanity. Like that's all God needed was three years, truly. I mean, he, he'd been doing, you know, but he didn't start, like you said, his ministry until the day that he changed the water to wine. Mm. And everybody had just thought he was some woodworker that <laughs> lived in the city, you know? Nobody yeah. knew that he was born of divinity, of the Holy Spirit coming upon, upon Mary and angels telling them, go here and go there, because, yeah, you're going to have to leave because Herod's going to kill all the kids. You know, they weren't going around telling people Yeah, they that. went down to Egypt for a while. Yeah, they had to do, and that was prophesied in many old book, old old prophets too. And so that's why what's crazy with the Jews right now and all this war and all the stuff that's going on. Yes, the Jews are being persecuted. They've always been persecuted because they're God's people. But in a way, they've persecuted themselves by continuously letting false idols and false teachings into their city, just like every always. And that's why God eventually kicked them out of there and they lost Israel. But of course, comes back because it's all part of God's plan because that's where he will rule. So the fact that even happened is just divine, like regardless of how it happened and who initiated because there's going to be a bunch of people, you know, there's a bunch of people that believe one thing and another thing. And I don't want to get into that because that's right. a deep rabbit hole but i'm just telling you right now read the bible and what jesus said and he will rule from israel new jerusalem will be where he you know sets up his kingdom and eventually heaven when people think we're going to be up in the clouds dancing around playing harps and stuff you know that's just you know unfortunately religion and most you know to these really high esteemed rich religions that love their art and their fancy you know statues and all that you know and all these big buildings uh, God that said to make no images of things in heaven or under the earth or on the earth. So I don't know. Are we supposed to look at pictures of, you know, even wearing a cross? I've said that that could be border like it. You know, it could be borderline. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's not because it, it's because Jesus was killed on the cross. Like it wasn't part of anything divine than being prophesied that the man would be hung on a tree. You know, so I well, think the cross is good, but yes, it, it could be. It's getting hyper religious at that yeah. point because it's like. But some people, I mean, there's some people yes. that like they're holding double crosses while they're preaching. <laughs> Well, there's like, the weird stuff for, you know, there's don't holy need to do that. Don't need to do that. Stuff, you know, yes. Like the cross people, is a symbol. The cross is symbolism, just like everything, like the one eye and everything. It, it represents. It. Yeah. It represents yes. something higher than yourself. And that's that Jesus died on that thing for you. So when I see somebody yeah. with a cross, that's what I think somebody thinks in their mind when they put that thing around their neck. Now, well, for Christians, it's a redeemed symbol. It really yes, it is. You know, it, some it people is. can view, view it from the secular, you know, viewpoint of it's a Roman torture symbol. And it's like, mm -hmm. for them, that's the way they want to view it. Yeah. That's fine. And it's yeah. like, if they find it offensive, that's when it's funny. It's like, you yeah. find it offensive because it's a Christian thing, not because it's a Roman torture device. Yeah. And into that uh like i said this this idea of america and how it was created and who created it it's important to understand that there's a huge deception in america and there's been pretty much since the creation of it and i think that's because everybody was fed up with the kingsmanship and you know like i said the, the devil's always in the details. And I mean, we, we know immediately that the Revolutionary War, while we learn all this in history and we've all watched The Patriot and America was just a, you know, a bunch of pilgrims. I freaking love that movie. I love that movie too. No, I'm not, no, I love that movie, dude. That, that dude, that movie's savage. Like with the hatchet part, oof, I'll never forget. You can't forget that part. Well, and it's like, it's, yeah, it's kind of sad too. It's got, it's like. Because it was like the truth that like, these are just a bunch of boys boys like being sent to war to be killed over like like young men 16 years old like how many just lost their life over a, a war that was unfortunately had the underbelly of something deeper and darker than just a bunch of men wanting to get away from taxation aka that was a three percent tax on tea that they were uh fighting and got supposedly america for and we're at 30 percent tax plus some here in america now so was it really about the old taxes because we let that stuff in not too long far down the line yeah it took a while but there was always this like monetary money that was behind America and even America in the old time got bailed out by private bankers or private industry workers, which were usually the Rockefellers or these. I think the main thing was it was JP Morgan country was taxing us versus like now yes. we're technically taxed by the Federal Reserve or like which isn't US part of America. Government. But the thing is, the Federal Reserve is a part of the banking, you know, cartel, basically, which links to higher up. So it's like the Federal Reserve that's connected to every nation, basically, is funded by, you know, what, six families, the Rothschilds, Rockefellers. There's all those, like, statement ones. It's like they all form the Warburgs, the Federal Reserve. And so, really, it only distributes first to them and they kind of, you know, decide with the money at that point and it's like once your country has a federal reserve which the united states you know didn't have for a long time until like what 1919 i think woodrow wilson yep and that was things when really things the end of his life change. he said the worst thing that he ever did was putting <laughs> the federal reserve into america so that tells you <laughs> but that's because he pretty much had a gun to his head because he was going to do it like because that just happened to also be the year that the rockefeller foundation was created as well interesting was it in the same year it was the same year as the federal reserve yes yeah i didn't know that yeah, that's a that's an interesting part of history that most people don't. And then you look at who funds the medical industry and how they got their funding, the Rockefeller uh, Institute. Right. And they put the, even the Rockefeller Institute in the movie The Watchmen, where uh, he's on the front newspaper uh, and it's Moloch and getting the literally character's name is Moloch. And what was uh, the um, the comedian? The comedian was the guy that was the you know the American patriot or whatever. The yeah, like 
person. Yeah, they're 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 going to. It literally says on like the newspaper. I can I'll I'll find it and I'll put it in the video. But uh, yeah, the Rockefeller Institute, like tons of movies show it, like because they're funding the the private see the private money. So scientists are getting their grants and their money from our tax dollars and things we are supporting, like cancer research and all that. But you see, the military is getting this funnel of money called black market money, which literally just comes wired under the table. And how would you ever know that they're getting this money? You wouldn't. Do you control the ships? Do you control the the boating things that go across the ocean? Like, you have no idea what's actually going on in the dark. You're sleeping. No. You're sleeping, and that's why the devils work the the dark the 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 best at night is because you can go unseen. Most people are just snoozing away in their little cozy house, and they're just waking up for their little job that they've got that's paying them to be able to just survive and go to the bar on the weekend, or go out to a sporting event, or go to the another something to fill their life with a bunch of crap, or buy the next product or whatever. Like, do you see the the psychotic like nature that we're in right now like we're not living natural at all like we're playing their game well, what's that's why done I say. in the dark will come to the light and oh I yes well, like Jesus. that's what's definitely happening well, too because now... that shady stuff is starting to really because well, everybody has out. phones now too yeah the but flow see... of information is just but see that's part of the that's history. part of the quote the the it's like it's I hate using it, but it's part of the great awakening of revelation. Like Jesus says in Acts 2.17, I will pour out my spirit in the end days. Not like, okay, Paul, and every, like who he gave the revelation, that revelation to. He didn't say, Paul, I'm pouring out my spirit. Like he was pouring out because Paul was getting this all from the Holy Spirit. But he said, I'm going to specifically have this really crazy outpouring of my spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit. And now who is the one that reveals? The Holy Spirit. Like me and Taylor, all the stuff that we found isn't because we're smart enough. It's because the Holy Spirit is literally it guides your eyes it guides your mind and get guides your heart like truly you'll be watching something like me and taylor watch hours and hours of stuff like after work we'd get done working the nine hour shift overnight and we'd stay up till three four and we had to be to work at 5 30 the next day like just watching videos because we were so intrigued with this stuff dude because you want to like decide because then we'd go and we'd talk about it and we'd be like so what do you think about what this person said like like you said you watch the zeitgeist and you're like wait what like was christianity you know that and that's where our relationship was really great where God really did bring us two together in this situation. Cause he's pretty founded in his faith and I'm a new Christian, but I'm like, dude, everything looks like it's corrupt and part of the Illuminati. And you know, like what, what's going on here is like Jesus, something we can trust. And he's just like, Oh yeah. Like you need to really get into the Bible now. And that's the key with this stuff is if you're not reading your Bible, the mystery's hard to understand because that's where the revelation lies is in the bible so when people are like i don't need to read the bible it, i i know what's going on it's like <laughs> i've read revelation a, a lot and i'm still trying to figure out stuff's going on so how how do you know what's going on exactly but it's well, pretty revealing once do you truly understand it it's that's it, you have to have faith time. Yeah. yeah, you have to have faith. Well, you, you have to have faith. You can't ever truly understand that thing. You, no, and that's why we're not saved on. Yeah, that's why we're not saved on our theo theological the understanding of it. I guess. Yes, it, the timing like is everything. Yeah, but that's where the timing is now. Like I could drop dead of a heart attack on Mike, and what a crazy last podcast forever is me dying on the freaking camera that sounds terrible but that happens like people just kill over like doesn't matter healthy people all the time so we got we got this enemy called time which we feel like we have so much of because life does just kind of keep ticking as long as you're doing the right things hydrating feeding your body taking care of your body like you're probably going to wake up tomorrow like that that's the truth but we don't have that say we don't have that power we go to sleep and then all of a sudden it's all dark and then you wake up and you're like oh crap like what was going on <laughs> sleeping is a crazy concept how you just like go unconscious and just your body recharges and then like in the morning you're just like what <laughs> like what yes. was that you know like it's cool. insane and that's see that's part of the third eye mentality which i just exposed as well actually i got a lot to say because i've been to dude like even <laughs> if we're not here talking dude it's it you still are always researching when you're in this game because there's always something to learn there's truly always something to watch like we're so busy watching all this crap i love my sports and football but oh my gosh i could care less about that stuff when there's like prophecy coming to pass right now you know it just feels really like a weird time we, we said it in the last one like everybody's kind of in this daze right now of like what's really going on and it's really scary and america is a huge pr 
problem with that because of the conditioning and the programming that has happened since the beginning. And it starts with the founding fathers and what America was truly built for. Like America was built for this time that we're seeing on the earth right now. Like it almost feels like they had every single president, maybe not to the degree of knowing the name or whatever, but they just knew like, as time keeps ticking along, we're going to like make sure that these things start being implemented, you know? And now that we're, like you said, we, what, two episodes ago, we talked about the Alice Bailey letter about 10 steps to destroy Christianity. Oh my gosh. All 10 pretty much complete with the last one being kind of like hanging on a thread with Christianity, like completely being ostracized and banned from society. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, the last one was like he, the United Church, I think. Yeah, the so the New World Order, pretty much. I mean, to, to, to combine the religions, because Christianity cannot exist yes. for the New World Order. That's 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 a no-no. So if you and think you're like, Christian, you're just going like, to go camp like, out somewhere. That means and... globally or just like in the United States. But yeah, like once there's a one world religion, that would be wild just because like think about all the religions in the world all now technically having to be united quote unquote in one yeah and so that's why you know die at that point like what's the other option if you don't so it's like kind of crazy to think about but well yeah they got technology i mean if they've got lasers that they can shoot from the sky to start fires and stuff which you know hawaii Um, I don't think we have a chance to go anywhere. They've got heat seeking technology that can find people like miles within a mountain. So if you think you're a Christian and you think it's going to be a little kumbaya during the, you know, during this time and that you're just going to be able to hold church as normal, like underground or in the woods, like I got another thing you you need to get ready. So that's why it doesn't matter the timing because Getting caught up in that time is not what you want to get caught up. What you want to get caught up right now in is Jesus's grace and salvation and the peace that he gives you each and every day, no matter what comes. So if that time does come where we may be tested and or killed for our faith, you won't be scared of death because honestly, I'm not scared of death. Like nothing will make me give up my faith. Nothing like absolutely nothing in this world. I'm ready to give it up for Christ. And that's where he means to the young rich man. Are you truly ready to die? Like not die through you know this or that but are you ready to give up this world like unto right. death that's the truth that's what being saved well, really that's means materials is the world and that's that the is. Thing. it's like think about and it's not a specific material it's like different to everyone else we kind of all have a thing that we won't mm-hmm. give up and it's like mm-hmm. that's what jesus is truly asking what's that one thing that you wouldn't give up like would you give it up for me and we ultimately should be able to say, yes, that doesn't mean enough to me as you do. That includes family. And there's some Christians that like, you know, I don't want to, I don't ever want to judge situations. You should always try to work on your house and you should always try to get the people in your life saved. If you know the Lord. And I know there's a lot of that going on right now, especially with this awakening of people like getting the spirit poured out on them and them, and them just seeing, you know, this satanic agenda that really is coming to fruition and and you're able to see with your eyes without having to go too conspiratorial on it all and then other family members are like oh you're crazy like you're crazy and so i've seen that and i've had to talk to people and just tell them i'm praying for them you know i'm praying i luckily don't have to go through that and you know just that's it's not important to show the conspiracy it's important to show the um the Lord to your family, but that's what we're doing. Why we're doing what we're doing is because the way I woke up, you know, was different than most people. I had to see all of this evil stuff. Like it only took one video luckily, because my eyes were like wide open after that. It was like a two and a half hour video and it just had everything I needed to see to be like, wow, if, if this is real, like I started exposing the dollar bill and all that and all this symbolism stuff that I'd seen my whole entire life, but I just never, understood they don't teach that to you in school yeah, i've never heard say, the, nobody, i never heard the word illuminati before what it was yeah this is 2011 when youtube is still pretty was, new yeah. but it's like gained it's gained enough where people are posting a lot of stuff and that was just the main source of going and finding videos for anything was youtube like to become to put a, a, a video on youtube you were like considered like i've literally had my youtube account for so long and people can like see the date that you joined on your profile on youtube on, on, on one of my other accounts and people like comment and they're like man you're one of the og youtubers like 
Like they see the date you join, they're like, "Whoa, you've been around you because there's a lot of kids and like there's just tons of people on YouTube now. It's obviously mm. really crazy, but that's why it sucks that it's so good now and so many people are exposed to it. But all the stuff that we found years ago is gone. It's gone because they did a nice comb through once people started getting a little bit more bold and you know people are starting to talk out. People like me and Taylor, we're starting to just find the stuff and and. You're seeing the shares get up to 200, 300,000, 400. It's like, these are getting good numbers now. And if people are like, even just half of these people are seeing this and feeling like I did at the time being like, I've been deceived. I've been completely deceived. I think that I think that I've been denying Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because I'm an idiot. And because I I did not see that Satan actually runs everything that is going on in this world right now. And that is very evident. And so this is why we want to expose this with the Bible is because if you're a Christian and you're you've already tried to give the scripture, hey, you're going to hell, you know, you're doing like Sometimes the Bible is the is the place that the person will end up because once they see that the world around them is a lie, and then they say, well, what's truth? And then you take them to the truth, Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And, th and then you can now explain to them, this is what Jesus is meaning. The world is trying to take you down. And who runs the world right now? His name is Satan. And if you don't believe in him and you don't see the spiritual well, war, the the you're going to get caught up. The world doesn't even have to take someone down. They just have to distract them from Jesus yeah, if they have been mean. saved. And that's the most dangerous thing in America is there's so many distractions. Like, you don't have to be a malicious person. No. Because we're not good, though. You know, as you were talking about, it's like we need to be saved by grace. And it's like until you are, you know, until you can admit that Jesus is your savior, you're not really saved by grace, I wouldn't say, because it's like you kind of, I mean, you could be, but it's like, because Peter denied Christ, but yep. eventually, obviously. Oh, I know, believe in the prodigal son that there's many yeah. out there right now that have left because they've been abused by the church or the pastor has For done them sure. dirty or hasn't mm -hmm. been able to answer questions that they had because as a pastor and as a teacher, you're held to a higher standard. This is why we are in our, me and Taylor specifically are, have taken so long like we wanted to do this years ago but i feel like god really was pre preserving us for this time because you got to have a pretty deep understanding of stuff because even some of my followers right now they've come with me with questions and i can't imagine answering that question even five years ago because i've learned so much and i've i've you know dug my nose into the bible so much and i've made it like kind of like i can't i'm not one of those preachers unfortunately that can just John 3.16, like, I wish I was that way, but I know what, what I say is in the Bible, and then I go to it. Like, I just go look it up so that I can make sure it's not my words. It's what the Bible's saying, you know? But it's written on your heart. See, that's what, the, that's what it means by digging into the Bible and God putting his word on your heart, that he will put the words in your mouth. Almost. It's almost like sometimes I don't even know, and the verse even comes to me, and I'm like, whoa, I, you know, I forgot that that was in the Bible. But the more you read the Bible, the more mysteries start to become unlocked. And even this war right now in Israel and everything going on, my goodness i, I want to get into it but my goodness it's such a hot topic but christians just be careful pray for israel but also be careful of psyops and deception on the news that are showing you one thing and telling you this but on the other side they're doing things with the hand in the dark that's what a magician does they put a bunch of stuff in front of your face and then they're doing something in the background so just realize something's going on in the background it's all nefarious this is all bad there needs to be no more war jesus says that war is not going to be part of his kingdom so anybody that thinks we got to blow up these people or do this because of this or that that's taking vengeance which then is not what jesus says is well, belongs to us the thing you're seeing on mainstream like tv about any of the war stuff is literally only stuff that they want you to see yes so if you think that's the full entire picture of any of it then you're just really fooling yourself there's no way there's not more to the story than what they're particularly choosing to show yeah and both sides are, are are in the wrong in the sense of yes hamas attacked israel but 
you got to look at the the depth of Israel and the government and the things that they were involved in and the things they are involved in and just test it. Just test everything. That's what Jesus says, because that's what Jesus was always doing. He was testing everybody. Young rich man, the Pharisee, always, he was never challenging them because he knew he was God. He was always testing them. See, that's why they'd ask him a question and then he'd just come back with a question because he's like, well, I know the answer that you already are trying to, you know, persuade me into, but I'm going to turn it around on you. So see, that's what we just have to look at. We have to turn things around and look at them and ask questions don't just be so ready well, to take answers the overall bigger picture of yes. what's happening more than just like yeah. the lower level oh it's you know jewish versus you know palestinian like yeah, yeah that's like kind of what the conflict is but what's the overall arching picture is this could like you know it has the links to you know a possible like big conflict you don't call it oh. world war three but it's like a major continent country battle and all of a sudden you know it's, it's it'll big. change the it'll Wait. change the landscape of history it'll oh, it would, for sure and the world and the world as we know it will be over there will be no more traveling overseas for vacation and stuff and there will be no more of this and and you know, you got to be ready for people that are listening with sons and daughters. You don't think that they'll bring the draft back? Like how devastated is everyone in America going to be when they say, if you're 18 to this age, you better go to your local station because we need soldiers because they're low right now. Well, Nobody is trying to... is like, I think like 60% of kids nowadays wouldn't 60% of people, maybe even like in the military range, they wouldn't pass physical standards for the yeah, military. That... And, and I'll be honest, like, you know, call me out what you want, but I'm not too inclined to go over there and fight in this war either, because especially in, in the Ukraine-Russia war, there's so much deception around all of it that oh. I am for keeping our soldiers here on our turf where there's definitely threats. They have already said there are threats and inner things happening that we don't see to protect us and people, and we need to get ready here than going overseas and fighting something that we really don't fully understand. And that's why, you know, I'm I'm... I'm a believer in Christ too, because He literally says, "We'll turn. I, I will turn spears, you know, into farming hoe. You know, like there will be no weapons in Jesus's kingdom. So that as long as man's in charge, and as long as land is up for grabs with tons of resources and money, and and, and the way that we control the world right now, and the way society works." They'll never end. They'll never end. So that's why you do have to have faith in something bigger because as no man has shown that he's going to be a good leader and not get, you know, corrupted or really be in it for the wrong reasons, which is always money. Like you just always got to follow the money. Jesus said in Matthew six, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve mammon and you cannot serve God. Like, so if you think you, it's not that you can't be rich, but if that's what you wake up and desire every day, who are you serving instead of the Lord? Like the first thing should be, thank you, God, for waking me up. But some people are like 5 a.m., time to make that paper. You know, that's just the mindset. So you got to understand that there's a balance to gaining wealth through the Lord and through blessings and through being obedient and also being ready to give all of that up in a moment's notice to do what's right for God. And that's preach the gospel and share the truth of what he came and did for us. Like if that means giving up everything, then that's what you should do. And that's what Jesus asked us to do. So we're just at a pivotal moment right now with people and the choices that they're making and what they need to make. I really think that America, because of the history and because of the deception that we've been under and how we look to lady Liberty and her, Oh, so bright, bright, shining light to guide the way Test destiny is, has led us to this point of the world is ready, truly for an antichrist. They're ready for a savior. Everyone is sick of everything. Everyone is feeling pretty beat down. Even the Christian community, like I said, when you're in the social media space, you see a lot of different things and you see a lot of different people and you see how a lot of different people are preaching or talking and the general consensus right now is that everybody knows that something's up. Like it's pretty much, we're all in matrix mode where Neo's walking around being like, something's not right. <laughs> something's, something's not right. And that's what me and Taylor are here to do. We're just here to be like Morpheus and not that we know everything, but we've seen the real world and what really is going on. We're just out here tossing red pills. And if you want to swallow one, Hey, take what we've said today in this podcast. Just go type type it into Google and start clicking. And then all of a sudden, it'll lead you down this hole in this trail to something historical. And then you'll be like, 
oh, I've heard about that before. And then you make the connection to present day and you're like, oh, wait, like, whoa, there's a lot of connections here that I never even understood. So that's why, you know, I want you to follow me daily on Instagram is because I try to put a lot of this just craziness out here and how it's really connected. You know, they like don't have time to get into it. But Candace Owens right now, big, big person in the conservative right community and for the black community and for the MAGA movement and, you know, and ultra conservatism. But then like tonight, I literally did today. I posted about her being married to a bear, a, a, a son from the Lord of, of, of the house of Lords in England. Yeah. Uh, she, she literally says that you can't worship God and mammon today in a tweet, but then she's married to a man that literally is part of parliament and the English like council of the house of Lords. <laughs> and it was really weird how her and her husband met and they got married at Trump's winery. So there's just so much deception going on right now that I can't keep up. That's why I said it, sure. it would. Oh yeah. I mean, YouTube girl a few years ago, all of a sudden eating and drinking uh, at Trump's winery with them for their wedding. Yeah. That's weird. But I digress. There's, like I said, a lot of deception going on and that's why I don't trust pretty much anybody that makes a lot of money or promotes an agenda, which if I see that you're not sticking to your guns, like me and Taylor, you won't catch us. Like I said, we're not perfect. And we're not sitting here saying that Kansas, I'm not even saying that she's not saved. I'm just saying you shall know them by their fruits. And when I look at all the stuff that she's doing and the things that she's done, and even the way she uses Christ to like deflect the things that she's doing, I'm like, this isn't what, Christianity is though. This isn't what the Bible teaches that we should do. If your enemy, you know, if Jesus says, if your enemy slaps you to turn the other cheek, not to go after him like a lion, you know? So, <laughs> you, you know, while yep. I've got, I've acquired few people that probably already think I'm a false teacher because of what I teach and the things that I've said, Hey, I dust my feet off and I keep moving on, but I'm not going to sit here and name him out and be like, so on the podcast today, I need to call out this guy and be like, oh yeah, this is what he said to me in a DM yesterday. <laughs> you know, like who cares? Like move on from the people that, you know, there will be people that know your heart and know if you're true or not. You don't need to retaliate. You don't need to have vengeance in your heart. God said to forgive seven times seven, 77. That's well over 700 times or something or 400 well, times even about the number. And that's not, but, yes. but to yeah. forgive somebody 400 plus times means that like, I'm never going to stop forgiving you pretty much. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. some people are like three strikes and you're out three strikes, but Jesus is like seven times 77. And you're like, that's a lot of not, that's you a better hope that Jesus only gives us more than three strikes. Oh. <laughs> Even seven times 77. Oh, I'm in oh, trouble. Yeah. I'm in trouble. If it's oh, not, if sure. that's the number, I do kind of get scared. I'm like, why did you say specifically a number? Cause if that's the number I'm, I'm in, I'm in deep. <laughs> I'm in deep. Oh, I know it's not a thousand that that number equals. So yeah, <laughs> 10 years of life, one sin a day, uh, multiple or 10 sins a day. We're, yeah. we're hitting bad numbers, bad numbers, bad, Quit. bad numbers. <laughs> So this is why it's saved by grace is because one sin a day for your whole entire life, just one, one measly lie, so, one, one, one measly, even the, you know, that God says that foolishness is a sin. How many of us have been fools? We've all been foolish, whether you got drunk or whether you did this, just being a fool and being stupid to a situation yeah. is a sin. So when somebody says, I've never been foolish in my life, well, you're just a liar now. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got two on you. <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing it's, how people well, there is pride. this legalist like and that's actually something i wanted to talk about a, a couple weeks ago but you know just everything going on and we'll end kind of on it you know because we're yeah. already you know getting into where we could just talk all night but we want to keep coming and telling you guys this and we want to get into this stuff with you because we want we want you to understand we are not the enemy here by exposing what we're exposing we're just telling you what god has shown us through the years and he's put it on our hearts to hey Take my scripture and take my word and help people see the world as it is with the scripture in a different way, because that will help you spiritually see. So the one eye, well, I'm not going to like yeah. put a one eye in the middle of my freaking podcast right here and be like the watchman ink, you know, the mystical eye, like, no, but I understand <laughs> consciousness of like, God lives within us and the Holy spirit is in us. And when you truly submit to his word, 
and to his will, he can start to use you and reveal things to you and he will open your eyes. He's not in the business of keeping you in the dark. He's the light. And can any light, can any darkness hide in light? I mean, you would never go into a cave pitch black. You would, you'd be so scared to walk into a cave pitch black because you'd never know what's around the corner, what's anywhere. But if you just had like a pin of light, you know, like just one, like a, a pin of light, even to just break a little bit of that darkness. Oh, all of a sudden everything's exposed because there's just a, even just a little bit of light would expose something really dark and creepy in the corner. You'd be like, Oh, go, I'm not walking over there. You know, like my goodness, you know? So that's, that's when you get through these rabbit holes. And when you take these things that we're saying and you dig into them, make sure you pray and say, Jesus, like guide me through this because I don't want to get deceived and I don't want to walk out going through this like dark stuff or these rabbit holes or these truths to try and figure out the Bible and feel like I'm like not trusting what your word is saying or because you can end up on those paths. There's people, I just read a comment earlier today. Someone's like, you don't need the Bible. You don't need a building. Christ is within you. That's what Jesus wanted you to understand. And I'm just like, oh God, you went so far into the matrix that you actually put yourself in another pod, which is worse than the one of not believing well, that God like is anything. It's like Christ is within you, but it's like you should want to read the Bible, believe, which is inspired well, and given by God. In the yeah. Bible. You don't even, yeah. I mean, you should read it, but you should definitely believe in it. Yes. You know? Well, because we wouldn't know about Jesus and the gospel without it. So when people are like, yeah. you don't need it, I'm like, well, then how do we find out about Jesus? Like, like come on who now. would know about it then? Who would without, know about like, anything? How would we know how to... it be without the Bible? So. Dude, I'm, I'm watching these guys build roads and skyscrapers. If they didn't have schematics from the 1800s when they started doing this crap and figured out how to work off of those things... Uh, we probably don't know anything that we know today. So everything has context when, like I said, the truth exists. And Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except me. So either he is the truth, and he said what he said, and he meant what he said, and you believe that, that one, excuse me, and you believe that one line, or he's a liar, and you'll find out at death. That's the, that's the case with me. Like, either you believe what Jesus said, and you believe that he said what he said he is, and then you can trust everything, because if you trust that one line, that's all you have to trust, and then trust in him. You Like you said, you believe in the Bible, because the Bible, is, if you believe in him, is given by him and his Holy Spirit. But if you just see, see Jesus, and you're like, yeah, he was a man, but you don't believe in who he was and what he came to do, you know, you're probably not going to be able to attach to the word very easy because you don't have like the the inspiration in you to understand. And that's sad to see, but we just hate to see it. And that's why we hope that this podcast reaches more so those people than even the lost sheep. Because if you are one of those people that's searching for Christ or has searched for Christ, but has been led down a path that, you know, you've seen him in a different light or you've seen him in like a lie you have to understand that's what Satan's trying to do right now. That's the biggest thing. He wants you to not see God in his true essence, which is love. And that's what we need to learn more of truly on earth. That's like the greatest message that we could end this with is that we need to learn to love a little bit more like God. We need to love it's our enemies 100%. more. We need to, and I'm not just saying that to say it. I'm like talking, if people truly could love, like we loved our own family, like a good family. Like, so we and Taylor both got good families and we've obviously- well, love is a verb and not a, you know, feeling. Yeah, you've said this before. Thing. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, you went on a podcast, you talked about it, how it's a thing that is something that you do. It's not something that's just built in you because I don't love changing my son's poopy butt. I don't love that at all. <laughs> But I love my son, so I choose to change and wipe his poopy butt. You know what I mean? Because I know it's going to be good for him and that he can't do it himself. So out of love, I wipe his butt every day, multiple times. But do I love it? No. So see, there's a perfect example. You can love something, but something that something's doing, you don't have to love either. So see, we can love people. We can love who, who God created as that person, no matter what they're doing or what they're sin is you know like even with the transgender all like i pray for them truly you'll never catch me well, at a yeah. sign or one of their parades and hey i get why people are trying to you know tell them the truth too there's just you know everyone's calling's different but in my opinion doing what some people do by going and protesting at these things i get like you know i, I get why we need to protest so i'm not knocking that but i'm just all saying 
screaming through a microphone, you're going to hell. It's not the most you know, effective like, way to Yeah, like that. it's the most effective. Exactly. Instead of sitting down it's and be like, hey, do you, I, can I buy you a coffee and lunch right now and ask you why you believe what you believe and why you believe yeah. that you're, you know, like, boom, now you've all of a sudden opened up a way different way of dialogue with like introducing your faith and people in God to this person that's completely like looking at you and you're screaming through a microphone, <laughs> gays go to hell. Like, no, we're never going to do that. And we don't commit condone that because that's no. not Christianity. And so if you're a person that also isn't wanting to be Christian because you see those type of people on TV and in movies, Look at us. We're not perfect men, and we're going to sit here and tell you every episode because we're two imperfect guys that are trying to just chase after God and, and his love that he showed each one of us. Because at the end of it, it's a personal thing. As much as I love that everybody can listen well, to us and really wake up, it's your own thing. Ourself. It yeah. is. At the yeah. end of the day, salvation is a selfish thing. That's, that sucks to say, but you cannot worry about it. And I have to take these words actually to heart right now too, because you love pe if you love people like Jesus did, you don't want to see anyone perish, hence why he died for everybody. And that's the spirit you should have in you is that you don't want anybody to go to hell because it wasn't made for anybody. It wasn't made for us. And the sooner you understand that, instead of yelling it at people saying, you're going to hell for doing this. Yeah. Like the sooner we can start getting people saved, because when you tell them God loves you, Hey, God loves you. doesn't matter what you're doing. He loves you and wants a relationship with you. Right. Like if we're screaming at those, that at them, you see, it, it, it affects people in a much different way. So we love you guys and we love getting on here and we want to, like I said, always let you know that we're just like you. We're just two regular dudes with families and with, you know, situations and sins and, and storms Lots. that come in our life. We're just, we're truly, we're no better. Like no matter what God has done for us and shown us, you know, individually, cause you know, we have been tremendously blessed. I'm just so blessed to have the life that I have and, to have but the no opportunity really any other person that but yeah no bless if you're sitting here listening to this and you're alive and blood is pumping through your veins you're a very blessed person because not everybody gets that chance every day and that's the key is today is the day of salvation so who cares about the timing of the rapture or when the rapture happens or the tribulation jesus said today i could come back and let's start living our lives like that like today he could come back as watchmen that's all we're doing. We're on the tower looking out for Jesus every single day. That's the job. So if you want to join, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all, you know, go find it. Watchman Inc. Uh, Watchman Inc. 77. Like I said, I'll put some tags in the video. But truly, thank you guys all for tuning in. And we love you. And we'll be back with another one soon. We love you all. And God bless. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless.